praise praise worship and adoration the word adoration is not common in the english bible but several other languages differentiate that praise worship and adoration when the magi came to worship jesus the root word is translated as worship in english bible but it's adoration from the root word actually and that palpable presence of the lord that brings us surrender like never before is adoration and as we come together today to surrender ourselves and experience a palpable presence of him in this place is what is our desire father god we thank you we praise you we give you glory and honor this morning oh lord father god deuteronomy 424 says you are a consuming fire oh master and father god this morning we surrender the entire congregation each and every one of us into your presence oh lord and father god consume everything that is in us oh lord and father god everything that's above you in our lives oh lord we surrender at this time oh lord we adore you for who you are oh master like the magi oh lord who left the consciousness of being the kings left the consciousness of all their possessions oh lord left the consciousness of their dignity their title whatever social status oh master father god this morning we come to your presence bare bone oh lord naked and afraid oh master surrendering ourselves oh master give us that kind of an experience of your palpable presence in this place oh master that we would surrender like never before oh master that we will obey like never before oh lord and father god this morning oh lord we adore you for who you are for who you are oh lord you are jehovah jira the provider of all that includes our life oh lord every breath of our nostrils oh lord glorify you oh master adore you oh lord we surrender we adore and father god jehovah is your banner oh lord you are our identity oh master the world needs to see you in us oh lord thank you for being our banner and thank you for being our banner oh lord and father god jehovah sabaoth oh master and father god you fight our battles oh lord you are the lord of hosts oh master and you fought the battle on the cross of calvary to as we sang to bring salvation to us oh lord we adore you we worship you lord what an awesome presence in your presence oh lord and the presence that made isaiah say oh to me i am a man of unclean lips oh master and father god we come here and say oh to us we are people of unclean lips and we dwell among the people of unclean lips oh lord cleanse us oh lord cleanse us from the fire from your altar to 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 sanctify us oh lord to make us worthy to stand in your presence oh master as john said oh lord in the book of revelation in the lord's day i was in the spirit oh lord give us that kind of an experience to us to be in your spirit oh master and he said and john said i fell as though i'm dead and father god we were dead in our trespasses and the blood of our savior that we remember and celebrate today redeemed us and gave us life oh lord and father god help us to be dead to our sins oh lord not bringing it back up anywhere and father god we adore you for the blood we worship you we adore you for the body that was broken for us for the stripes by which we were healed oh master and father god give us that palpable presence and father god that palpable presence that made saul to say what do you want me to do the lord that one question transformed him into paul and father god enable us to ask that question what do we need to do in our lives oh master 
Give us an experience of your presence like never before. That we would adore you and worship you like never before. We will praise you like never before. We will share you like never before. We will live like never before, oh Lord. May your name alone be glorified. May your name alone be honored in this place. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, come at this entire congregation, each and every individual, every family, and every fiber of our being, oh Lord. We surrender to you and you alone, for you are worthy to be adored. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be honored, O oh Master. Give us that realization. Give us that realization, O oh Lord. And Father God, help us to leave everything behind and look forward, O oh Master. Look forward like Paul said, O oh Master. And Father, look forward to you. Let our eyes be fixed on you and you alone. May your glory take us from glory to glory, O oh Master. May your presence take us from holiness to holiness, O oh Lord. And one day, we will be in your presence, worshipping, praising, worshipping and adoring forever and ever, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you, O God. We praise you, O Master. We worship you, O God. We exalt you, O Master. You are the Lord of Lord, King of King, God of God. And Lord, we thank you, O Father God. And Lord, we offer the sacrifice of praise offering, O Father. Yes, Master. And we pray, O God, let it be pleasing unto your Father that you would accept our praise offering, O Master. And we thank you, O God. We praise you, O Father God. You are King of glory. We praise you, O God. You are hope of glory. We praise you, O Master, Lord. You dwell between cherubim. We praise you, O Father. And Lord, you are holy, holy God Almighty. The earth is full of your glory. Hallelujah. We praise you, O Master. And Lord, blessed is your name, O Father. As David said, I will bless the Lord all the time and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And Lord, bless and help us to bless your name all the time of master and Lord what can we do oh God for everything that you have done to us oh God we lift up the cup of salvation and we praise you oh father yes master Lord we humble ourselves oh father God and Lord we are not worthy to stand in your presence oh God and Lord you are holy God and you are the righteous king oh master and righteousness justice are the foundations of your throne oh master and Lord yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and forever oh master yes Lord, and we thank you and we praise you, O oh God. We give you all glory and honor in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church family. My wife and I, as Hannah Samplaski, I'm Jeffrey Samplaski, the student pastor here. We've got the privilege of leading us through the section of prayer that we call prayers of confession. Um, of course, we have often used an acrostic, the Acts acrostic. Um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Um, it's just a, a really helpful tool to help us lead us in our prayers. So we've adopted this at, at Great Hills. We use it often. Of course, we just used or just prayed through prayers of adoration where we just simply give God the glory for who he is and what he's done. Now, my wife and I will lead us through prayers of confession. And here's what this looks like. Um, we're gonna be praying through this in two different ways. Um, number one, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, what confession looks like is confessing your sin to God and confessing your need for Jesus to save. Um, for us as, as believers, if you're a Christian, what that looks like is um, oftentimes we still fail as, as believers. 
But what confession means is we're confessing our sins to God, to one another, with the intent of realigning our lives with the will of God and therefore walking in fellowship with him and enjoying him forever. So church family, let's pray through confession together. In fact, I wanna give you just a few moments to identify anything that may be in your heart that you just need to confess to God. And then my wife will lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a promising, keeping God. Thank you that when you said that you will save those who confess Jesus and who believe in your powerful work, you meant it. This morning, I pray for those in this room who are not believers. First of all, I wanna thank you that they are here. Second of all, by the merciful work of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would enable them to confess that Jesus is Lord and to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I pray that this morning you would display your mighty mercy and grace and that you would draw these to yourself. I pray these in Jesus' name, amen. James 4, 7 through 10 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Father, that is our goal this morning. Father, that as a believer that we would, we would humble ourselves before you, Father, recognizing the sin in our own hearts, the areas in our lives where um, we have fallen short of your glory. Father, as long as we live in this sinful world, this fallen and broken world, we're gonna stumble. Father, uh, Father my prayer this morning is that you would cleanse us of that unrighteousness. And when I pray that, I don't mean that, that we're gonna be cast out as sons and daughters of God, but God, as believers, when we sin against you and we rebel against you, Father, we greatly hinder our fellowship with you. So God, I pray, Father, that you would have mercy and grace on us for the areas of our lives as believers that we have fallen short of your glory. Father, I think specifically in my own heart, there are days that one of the things that I deal with is, is pride and bitterness. Father, in fact, I saw bitterness in my own heart last week. Father, would you forgive me of that? Forgive us of that as the body of Christ. Father, I pray that in all things we would, as, as your body, as the church, that we would keep our eyes set on Jesus. Father, that we would never waver to the left or to the right, but that we as the followers of Jesus Christ, your church in this world, that we would be careful to do everything that you've called us to. And Father, I pray that when we do fall, Father, that by your mercy and by your grace, you would call us back into fellowship with yourself and that we would submit to that. Father, so that, as James says, that as we humble ourselves before you, um, you will exalt us. So God, as we've done that this morning, as we've attempted to humble ourselves before you, Father, have mercy and grace. And I pray that you would exalt us and through that, exalt your son. And it's in the awesome name of Jesus that we pray.
We want to continue our time of reflection and examination as we get prepared to take of the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper or communion um, is mentioned in all four of the Gospels, but turn with me to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 through 28. Paul um, starts this passage off in a unique way, reminding the Corinthians of what they already knew. He is not going to speak on behalf of his own ideas or his own beliefs, but he's going to speak on behalf of what the Lord says. And so it'll be on the screens if you do not have your own personal copy of God's Word. Read with me 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 23 through 28. For I received from the Lord that what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. Notice there, Paul is delivering a, a word that is from the Lord. This is not from Paul, right? Verse 24, he says, And when the Lord, when Jesus had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, pay close attention here, Whoever, therefore, eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty. Guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. And here's the charge. Let a person examine himself. Let a person examine himself then. And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. That's what we're going to do in the next few moments is examine ourselves. And so how do we examine ourselves? What does examining ourselves look like? And what do we examine when we examine ourselves? This is a charge from the Lord that we not enter into a time of taking the cup and eating the bread lightly um, in an unworthy manner. So how do we examine ourselves? Several years ago, I was watching a South Georgia thunderstorm roll through, and I saw my neighbor's house struck by lightning. It was a bright thing, several hundred feet away. I tore across the lawn, um, beat on their door. I knew my neighbors. I'd actually built their house. But as I'm running across the road, I look up and I can still see shingles sliding down the roof from where the lightning bolt blew a hole in the roof about the size of a milk jug. Smoke was coming out of the hole. I beat on the door. I said, guys, get out of the house. Turn the power off. Get out of the house. You turn the power off in case it hit an electrical wire and spread through, causing all kinds of problems and fire. So hit the power, get out, call 911. And so they did so. Well, I knew where the attic access was. So I went into the house and I pulled the attic access down carefully because I didn't know what was going on up there. It could be a ball of fire, an inferno, and I pull it down and I don't see much, but I go up in there and I shine my light and I see the hole. 
and around the hole are some burning embers and a little bit of smoke. So I tear off to their kitchen. I prepare myself a large bowl of water and I enter their attic and I go to the places that I can see and I examine them and I threw water on the fire, on the burning, smoldering embers, right? I, I, I put it out. I felt kind of good about myself because within three or four minutes, the fire department roll in. They pull all their trucks up and I walk out and I'm like, I got it done, boys. It's over. It's done. I took care of it and oh, did I learn a lesson. The fireman said, oh, no, 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 no. They went into the attic and they said, we need to examine it. I'm like, we need to examine it? He said, yeah, we, we've got to examine it. And they pulled this device out that looked about like an iPad before iPads were iPads. And they took this device and they, it was a thermal imaging infrared detector. And they took that thermal image screen and it was green and they went and they shined it around in the attic and they began to look through this screen and this lens to observe and examine the attic and all of a sudden there was this spot that showed up on the screen and they said "Uh oh we got a problem and I saw the spot and I said it just looks like a bad screen to me and and they went over and they pulled some insulation back and sure enough there was a little fire going on under the insulation, a little, some burning embers. And that lightning bolt had come through and caught a rafter and, and had burned up some, some wire staples and started more, a, more, a more fire. So they went around inspecting and examining this attic to make sure that, because that house, ladies and gentlemen, looked fine to Daniel, who apparently is no firefighter, looked fine to me, but upon professional examination, they discerned that it was not okay. And if they had not examined it with the right device, that house would have burned down. And the same application goes for us today. We must examine our lives through what? God's word. Not like a high school girl walking by a mirror comparing themselves to an Instagram post, but to God's word. What does God's word say about me? It is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces, divides asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. And so before we take of the cup, before we eat the bread this morning, let's examine ourselves. And I want us to begin with just two things, and we're gonna be done, 10 minutes. We're done. Let's focus on our relationship with God. You say, well, Pastor Daniel, I don't have a relationship with God. I just walked in here. Well, au contraire, you do. Genesis 1-1, it's on the screen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God is creator. You have a relationship with him as creator because verse 26 says, he created you in his image. Look at verse 26. He says, let us make man in our image and our likeness, God himself. And right there in that word God, Elohim, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so when Jesus steps on earth and speaks, he's not speaking as a man, he's speaking as God. He was, he's the creator. He's the creator and sustainer of all. And so God has, has this relationship and desires this perfect and beautiful relationship with us that he created us for and we were sinless, flawless 
At creation, we had no pain, no death, no hurts. It was beautiful. And God said, I'm gonna give you one rule, one thing to do. They just had one thing to do. Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17, the Lord commanded Adam and Eve, man, commanded man, saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you eat of it, you will die. What is the result of sin and disobedience? It's death, and it's death today. It's death to all things. Adam and Eve ate, you know the story, probably Romans 5, 12 tells us, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, who was that man? Adam, Adam, the sin came to the world through him, death through sin, and so death spread to all men for that all have sinned. This unique relationship that God created us for was hampered. It was torn. There was a separation. Isaiah 59, 2 speaks of it. But your iniquities, God says, your iniquities, your sin have, have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have been hidden from his face. From you so that he does not hear. We live in a broken world that God created perfect desiring a perfect relationship for us. God created a sacrificial system for mankind to be freed. The blood of bulls and goats didn't do it. It didn't please him. And so he had to send his son. Jesus, the creator, right there in creation with God and the Holy Spirit, came to earth, walked amongst men. The Bible tells us that he came for one reason, he came in to fulfill, to, to be the final sacrifice, to be that perfect spotless lamb slain for us so that we can have right relationship with God. And so Jesus humbled himself, as Philippians 2 tells us, took on the form of humanity, of human form, humbled himself and took the cross. John three sixteen said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to examine your heart, yourself this morning, and allow God's word to expose who your Lord and Savior is. What are you hanging on to? Who are you hanging on to for your eternity? Are you looking through the lens of your own eyes and your own way or are you allowing God's word to say, hey, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no way to get through the Father except through him. This is truth. This is real. Jesus became that sacrifice. And when he hung on that tree, no one took his life. By the way, he gave it. He gave his life as a ransom for you and I, and he took those nails for me and you so that we could have right relationship with the Father. And one of his last phrases, John 19 records it. He said, to telestai, which means uh, it, is, it is finished in a lot of versions, but it's like a paid in full. It's, it's satisfied. Jesus, I believe, was saying there, I've satisfied the sin debt of mankind. And God the Father invites you this morning to believe. Do you believe? John 1, 2, I would invite you to evaluate your heart, examine your heart, 
and receive him this morning. Do you know him? John 1, 2 says, but to all who receive him, who believe in his name, whose name? Jesus. Whose name? He gave the right to become the children of God. Do you know Jesus? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted that right? The Bible says it's by grace that we are saved and it's through faith. It's not of myself, it's a gift of God. But I'm afraid I meet a lot of of people that think they're Christians and they're looking and they're examining that gift of God and they know that he came and he died on the cross. They know that he took on the form of man and was buried on the third day, rose from the grave, was witnessed by hundreds of people that the word of God is emphatically true. It's never been proven any other way. And they're looking at that from an examination point of facts, but they've never reached out and taken that gift. Is that you this morning? If that's you this morning, I wanna beg you right now to take that gift. Before we observe the elements in the Lord's Supper, you could take that gift. And you, if, if the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart and your life right now, just reach out and through faith, receive it. For me as a 24-year-old addict and a messed up dude, I, my prayer of salvation was, God, I quit. I give up. I give you my life. I can't do this anymore. Please save me. And you know what he did? He saved me, man. He saved me. And I'm not over it. And I've never been over it. And all of a sudden, those things that used to thrill me, I mean, it wasn't overnight. For 20 some odd years, I've been sober. 22 years. I, I need to do the math. And that's a work of the Lord because I'm a dead man without Christ. I'm a, I'm a dead man walking. Do you know Jesus? Hey, if you wanna hear more about that or us to walk you through that, pastors and, and counselors will be at the front when we end the service in a few moments after we observe the elements and a baptism. Come forward, talk to me about it. Say, maybe you come forward and say, hey, I was sitting right there and I said, I, I told the Lord, I, I want you as my personal Lord and Savior and I wanna come and make that public. Um, you know, we're not gonna drag you up here and hand you a microphone, but we're gonna celebrate with you and we're gonna get excited and pray and pray a blessing over you and hear that word. And so at the end of the service, um, you're welcome to do that. Secondly and finally, um, I think Paul is calling us to an examination of ourself. Examine your heart in terms of Christians. Is there someone that you have bitterness towards? Maybe they're in the room You've refused to forgive. Um, maybe you're at odds with God. Maybe you're angry at him this morning. You say, wow, how dare I? You know, what? It happens. Now is the time as you examine your heart to get that right. Don't take the element without doing that. And so even as I conclude this time and invite us to partake of the elements, you should be saying, God, is it me? God, have I done something to bring a disfellowship or a strange relationship with someone else and get that right? The way you get that right is you confess it. You can repent of that and be re redirected into right relationship with him just right now, right in this moment. You're a second away from it. Just to say, God, 
Admit it, as Pastor Jeffrey mentioned earlier. Confess it and turn to him for forgiveness because that's what he does when we admit and confess from our heart. He forgives us. Others maybe um, you really have been losing the battle with fear. Just ask God, God, just examine my heart. Whatever it is, I, I wanna trust you. I wanna trust you. Help me to trust you. Help me to please you. And then repent of that, admit that, and turn that over to him. And so you should be doing that now, just handing that over to the Lord. Um, as you entered the room, you should have received the element. If you didn't, I'm gonna pray for us and in just a moment, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand if you didn't and our deacons will make sure you're taken care of. Let me pray for us. And I wanna ask the Lord, I'm gonna pray what he tells me to pray. So Father, thank you for meeting us at the point of our need. Lord, thank you for, for sending Jesus. What a beautiful name. What a story. To redeem humanity through the perfect spotless lamb of God. Jesus, thank you for being willing to come. Thank you for allowing us to see your humanity in the garden when you said, let this cup pass from me and the father didn't answer it, praise the Lord. He didn't say, okay, son, come on home. But he sent you to the cross. That's what love does. Love does. Love died for me and for you. And thank you, God, for that. Lord, I lift up those in this room that are making decisions and have made decisions. I think everyone in the room makes a decision to either receive the examination of your word or to reject that. I pray that many would receive that this morning. I pray that someone that is lost or was lost that walked into this room not um, having a relationship with you and unforgiven dead in their trespasses of sin, I pray that they would step to life right now through receiving that gift by faith, saying, God, I believe you died on the cross for me. Would you save me? And that they would be redeemed and set free this morning. Lord, I pray for others that are struggling with other relationships. Maybe there's a child that's far from you or a um, work conflict, or maybe they fought all the way to church this morning. And they're a lot like a lot of us that open mouth, insert foot. Lord, thank you that you can redeem that right now in this moment, that you died and shed your blood for that sin. And so we lift those things to you this morning as well. We love you and thank you for this sweet time of being able to observe the Lord's Supper in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I mentioned, you should have received one of these cups um, this morning. If you did not, if you would raise your hand and one of our um, deacons will help you out there and, and get it to you. It's a rather interesting concept um, to slide this little thin layer off the top. It's not the easiest thing you'll ever do, but I see some hands in the room, so we're, we're getting those out but you'll slide that protective little top film off, real skinny, don't grab the tab and pull the tab or you're gonna open your juice and then you'll need to try it again. And um, you might, um, 
you, you, it might be a little more difficult at that point. But what we do through this symbolic, we're doing, doing so in obedience, first of all. We're obeying the Lord in observing the elements. Jesus said to do it, um, and so we do. Um, we're also we're, we're proclaiming his death. We are remembering that the blood of the spotless lamb of God washed away our sins. His body represents, is representative of, of the, the bread broken, that was broken for us. And so um, I'm looking, I think everyone in the room, I don't see any hands. First Corinthians eleven twenty four. So if you'll just take your little piece of bread. It says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, this do in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for this body, this bread um, that is shed and, and broken for us. And so, Lord, we eat in remembrance of you, the perfect Lamb of God, spotless, who willingly came and was broken for us so that we could be, have right relationship with you, an eternal relationship with you. We celebrate you this morning in Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you'll pull that next um, little layer off there and props to you if you can do it without sprinkling your neighbor. Verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 11, in the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. I want to ask our band to get in place. Matthew and Mark records the fact that after the supper, the disciples sang a song. We don't know what song they sang, but we are going to sing a song together. I want to also invite our pastors and counselors to come forward. If the Lord has spoken to your heart this morning, maybe you could not take the elements because you're wrestling with this salvation thing, with this eternal life, this concept of Jesus coming and dying. You're trying to wrap your mind around that. I want to invite you to come forward and to talk to one of us about that. It would make our day to be able to share with you the greatest news you've ever heard and to be able to walk you through that process. Maybe you're in the room and you wanna come forward and just pray with a friend. You may wanna grab a friend that's struggling or hurting by the hand. There are people in the room hurting. You're in good company. Come and pray. If you have a child that's estranged and far from God, maybe you wanna come and pray for them. This altar is open as we sing you come, respond in whatever way God is calling you to respond. What if? What if God looks down and says, you know what? And you've prayed it a thousand times. And he said, wait. Half those times you didn't hear anything. You're frustrated about it. What if, what if this morning he says, okay. 
okay, this man is, he's becoming a little annoying. I'm gonna give it to him. Hey, Jesus talked about it. I'm gonna answer that prayer. You respond. Father, we love you. We thank you for the beautiful, amazing approach that we have just to be able to approach your throne and just talk to you. Thank you for our pastors and staff that are up front and ready to receive people that'll come and pray and for our counselors. And Lord, we sing a song in just a moment of worship to you. Lord, you want all of our lives. And I just pray that someone this morning would respond to the gospel and accept the free gift of salvation. I pray that others would be freed from that bondage or that thing that they've not been able to shake. I pray that you would loose loose the bound, that you would set free. Hear our prayers, God. Thank you for hearing our prayers. We honor you. We worship you. We proclaim your name, high and mighty above all. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church family, we're going to continue in prayer, and I'm going to lead us in a time of thanksgiving. And part of our thankfulness to the Lord is his provision in a new staff member. Here with me is Riley Gerwig. Riley is coming to us from Arkansas. She was a student ministry intern as well as a staff intern at Cross Church there in Fayetteville. She graduated from their school of ministry, is also a graduate of Arkansas University, so we're excited to have her. Riley is going to serve as our student in college associate. And so what that means is, and that, that complex long title is that Riley is going to serve both students and college uh, in a capacity that is as administrative, but also specifically uh, in a role more as a girls ministry director. And so we're excited to have her on our team and we're going to thank the Lord for her as well as other things the Lord is doing in our church and in our lives. Pray with me. Lord God, we come to you with hearts of gratitude. Thankful that you are a God who hears our prayers and acts according to your will to fulfill your will through the prayers of your saints. Lord, Riley is an example, a tangible representation of your answered prayer. Lord, we thank you for Riley. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry that you will give to her here and how you will use her. We thank you for hearing our prayers and meeting this need. We thank you for the the young girls and young women, Lord, that she will invest in and and through her influence will know you more and love you more. Lord, we also thank you that today we get to celebrate 22 baptisms and how you are hearing our request, Lord, to add to us new believers and to grow us to the addition of, of those who were once dead but now have been made alive through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we continue to ask and pray that, Lord, that you would add to us more and that we would see 200 baptisms by the end of the year. Lord, we thank you that that you are working in our body, that you are growing us in our love and our affection for your word and for one another and growing our love and our affection for our city. We thank you for your kindness and your mercy towards us through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his life. We thank you for his death. We thank you for his resurrection. We thank you that because of your son, those of us who know you, there is no condemnation. We thank you that we do not live in this constant cycle of having to prove ourselves to you or to earn your love. 
We thank you that you are a God of patience and that you bear with us in our weaknesses as we continue to struggle with sin. And we thank you, Lord, that it is your intention and your purpose to cause us to strive according to your strength and your spirit that you have placed within us. We thank you, Lord, that this is your doing and not our own. We thank you for the gift of faith and the ability to believe and to trust. We thank you, Lord, that you are God that you're in control of all things. We thank you, Lord, that our hope is firm and fixed in you. We thank you, Lord, that that our hope is eternal. It is not momentary or limited. And we praise you and we thank you in the most precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Okay, before we close, we're gonna enter into a time of um, prayers of supplication. Um, So I'm gonna read a scripture uh, from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. It reads, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Join me as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for this time that we were um, able just to enter into a time of prayer, Father, and work through the Acts model um, and to spend time taking the Lord's Supper, Father. It's um, in remembrance of um, your son, Jesus Christ, who who paid the ultimate price for us, Father, um, and saved us. Thank you um, just uh, for for the ability to even come to you, to your throne through Jesus that we're able just to come so confidently um, to your throne and bring these um, prayers to you. Lord, I pray for blessings over our people, over our church, over our guests. Um, I pray specifically for those who are struggling um, with illnesses, whether that be physical or mental, every burden, Father, that everyone is carrying, Father. Um, In this life, we know that we, we have struggles and we have burdens, Father, and so I lift up Um, each and every one of these people to you, Lord. I pray for your healing. I pray for your wisdom. I pray for your guidance, um, for your comfort, Father, the comfort that only you can provide um, as people go through surgeries, whether that's back-to-back with families, Father, and friends, or um, just struggling through mental illness or um, any sort of um, burden, Father, that people may be carrying. I just pray that you comfort them the way only you can. Father, I lift up also our teachers and our students in the new year. I pray um, that you would just place your hand of protection over them, Father, specifically protection, Father, that you would protect them, that you would protect our schools, Father, that no harm would come near them. I pray that you would be in our schools, Father, that you would be present um, in our teachers, Father. We know we have a lot in our in our membership and we just pray that um, you would shine through them, Lord, and let others see you through them, let their students see you in them, Father, and be drawn to you and be drawn to your love um, and come to know you through Jesus. Lord, we lift up to you all concerns um, regarding finances, Father, whether that's individual, as a family, um, as a church, Father, we just, we lay that at your feet and we ask that you would um, move in that way, Father, um, and help us to be good stewards of that, help us to honor you, Father, um, with what you have given us and um, to bless others with that, Lord. Um, We also continue praying for 200 salvations and baptisms. 
thank you for Lorelai for um, this baptism that we were able to watch today. Um, what a celebration that is. Father, you tell us that it's your will that none should perish. It's, it's not your will that any should perish, Father, which tells us that it's your will that everyone would be saved. And you tell us that if we pray according to your will, to believe we have received it. And so we know that when we pray for salvations, Father, that we're not praying in vain. And so I lift up to you every person in this room who is struggling with that decision, Father, who hasn't made that decision, I pray for their salvation, Lord. I pray for the people in our city. I pray um, for those that we work with, for those who we love, who are near and dear to our hearts, Father, who don't know you. We pray that you save them, that you wake, wake them up, open their eyes, Father, to see the love that you have for them, Father. Um, and we just pray that they would come to know you through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you um, as we go, as we get ready to close this service. Father, we thank you again for this time of prayer. Um, and as the song states that I've been listening to, Lord, it says, here I lay it down, every burden, every crown, this is my surrender. And so here as we close the service, Father, um, we lay it down, we lay every burden, every crown, every accolade, every um, illness, every burden that we're carrying, we just lay it at your feet, Father, we surrender it, and we just pray that your will would be done, that you would be glorified, that you would be honored. Um, bless us as we go, Lord. Thank you again so much for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.